0: Hello, Fantasy Managers, and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider. Tonight, we're going to preview the final round of the 2020 Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Points Per Game, because you know that that was going to be a change that MLS was going to make, didn't you? It's it's 2020. It changes. Sorry, sorry. uh, Sorry, no, no, no. I'm actually uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing... Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, You guys are seriously awesome and uh, thank you so much. Could not do this without you. Wouldn't be as fun uh, without you all for sure. I'm your host Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy Mr. Blaine Riffle. Mike is off tonight because it is his son's birthday so happy birthday buddy. I don't know if you'll see this, but Mike might. So happy birthday to you. Uh, I'd also like to welcome tonight's special guest, Leanne Malishak from the MLS Fantasy Boss Insider Discord chat. How are you all doing tonight?
2: Good, thank you. I'm good.
0: Yeah, glad to have you all here. Glad to have you, Leanne. She was a little gun-shy about coming on tonight. Uh, She uh, does not uh, have as much confidence in her skills, I think, as others in the chat. We're definitely talking talking Leanne up. So we are excited to have you here. Yeah, I see that. I see that look. You're a top 200 player. I know that. You can't you can't hide from me.
2: I just want everybody to know I was pressured into this. So <laughs> you're going to get what you're going to get.
0: You're going to get some good stuff. That's what you're going to get because at the MLS Fantasy Insider Discord, the Fantasy Boss Discord. Uh, if you guys haven't checked that out, go to MLSFantasyBoss.com. On the right side at the top of the screen, uh, there is a link to join the Discord chat. It's a fantastic place. Uh, Leanne is very active over there, as are others. There's some fantastic fantasy minds that bounce around players and ideas and just general MLS chit chat. It's always hopping. Uh, there's over 400 people who are on that Discord list. So uh, there's multiple channels, different ideas. Uh, different games and we also partner with uh, Total FPL which is uh, a fantasy Premier League group that I've known from from several years in the past uh, with some Bundesliga stuff and some FPL stuff and and lots of things so check it out Uh, there's things going on all year round Uh, but before we go any further uh, there is one more special guest and I'm going to send uh, a text message right now to to bring on our our final guest we have been uh, you've been teased About this, a few times, and uh, as you may have noticed, I have not been on the show as much uh, during the end of the season, and that's because I'd like to introduce Baby Roo and Mrs. MLS Fantasy Boss right here. This is little Landon Connolly, Baby Roo, making his podcasting debut, video debut, sporting his FC Cincinnati. Team getting it started very early, uh, but uh, he's not going to be on too long. He's being very good right now, but this is the time when he usually gets a little cranky, so you may hear him in the background. But here he is, baby Rue, for you all. Uh, and he thanks you so much for letting his daddy stay with him during several times at the end of the season. So thank you so much, mommy. Wave it to nice people. Look at
2: that perfect head of hair. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. He came out with a full head.
2: That's fabulous. My kids
0: were bald as eggs. <laughs> <laughs> he was—he was quite the talk. Thank you so much.
2: Nice.
0: He was—he was quite the talk of uh, the nursery for sure. Um, yeah, he's pretty perfect. That's right. Oh, well, I think so. Uh, I think so, right there. So yeah, little Landon Connolly. We'll see. Maybe he'll uh, be a fantasy manager in about uh, thirteen years. I think that's the cutoff—thirteen or fourteen. Uh, I forget what the the rules say of what the minimum age is. I think it's whatever the legal gambling age is in your in your area will check FanDuel for that or ask, ask james we'll ask james all right there was that let's let's move on though uh so excited to have you guys here it's the final round can you believe it no i don't know it it this this has been such a strange year um but I'm not going to go too much into that because we will be having one more episode next week where we kind of do a recap of the season and everything that's gone on. So so I won't uh, spiral too much. Let's talk the recap of round 13. So here's some important information I want to get out at the beginning of this recap. First, Patreon swag has gone out. I have sent out all of the main tiers for the domestic shipping. I'm working on the international shipping right now, but I gotta fill out forms and stuff for that and so it takes a little bit longer. So sorry. After I get that sorted out, oh, you can see some of the swag in uh, Blaine's window right there—the MLS Fantasy Insider drawstring bag that came out. We also had, of course, the the 2020 sticker and the uh, the cozy and and bottle opener with there. And then people at our top tier, which you can see in the back of Blaine, got the uh, the Fantasy Boss uh, logoed mini soccer ball. So some cool stuff went out. This year, I'll probably do the same things next year. Get some different colors going on. Uh, it'll be pretty, pretty fun. Uh, but the swag is going out. Uh, after I get the international stuff, I will be sending out the monthly scarf winners. And uh, that's pretty much it, I think, for this season. Uh, sorry for the delay, but all the COVID stuff has made things kind of kind of weird, as we all know. If you haven't gotten your items and you are expecting an item, or if you think you got the wrong item, let me know. Uh, shoot me a message on Twitter, or you can send me an email uh, as well, but but let me know. I tried to award people the prizes for the highest tier they had supported this year because I know some people changed because of the impacts of COVID and that's totally fine. I also tried to get people who had to even cancel because of anything that was going on. Maybe they didn't like the changes or just whatever. I tried to get out as much as I could to anybody who was at all a sponsor this year. So, if you haven't gotten it, let me know and I'll see what I can do. Also, uh, the 2020 season uh review episode i mentioned a second ago we're going to have i'm going to invite all of our top patrons uh, the top tier patrons to be on there so the big round table style that we've had um, maybe get someone from mls to be on i got a couple people i'll reach out to uh, but we're just going to kind of review this season so that's what's coming up that's what's going on some quick takeaways from round 13 blaine what'd you think
1: i need to just go with my gut and spend a little more time on this um, I had I had a couple of guys like uh, Tati Castellanos come across my team, and I was like, I got a little more money, I'll spend it somewhere else, or I want to save a little money and downgrade it to a four zero starter. Um, just yeah, there's been some really interesting stuff going on with the cheap guys. I know uh, Hara for Dallas came up last week on the show, had another great week. Tati was there. Uh, a guy I've had my eye on for about three weeks. and failed to put him in my team any other time as Leal from Nashville who has been on a tear lately. It's just, there's been some cheap guys that I've overlooked and that's my takeaway. Is I'm screwing up here at the end pretty bad. <laughs> so don't overlook some of these cheaper options because they're outperforming some of the big names right now and they're doing it pretty consistently. So find out who these guys are and go get them. What about you, Leanne? Um, for me,
2: the major... Takeaway is just um, COVID. You don't. You, there's no way to know when you go into the week which games are going to happen and which ones aren't. Yeah. Um, and so I think having a backup plan is uh, pretty important. Um, sure. And sure. if you're picking double game week players, I think you. And I think maybe Patrick mentioned this in an earlier week, but I think it really pays to pick for game one. If you're looking at double game week <clears throat> players and if you're looking at a player that you think is really going to uh, be is really going to hit in game two might be something to keep an eye on just because sometimes you're you get later into the week and then you've that players already locked in and then their second game gets canceled and they're locked in with a two. So I, I think that's the major thing for me. Um, the other thing was just some. Uh, Pretty big injuries and returns. Eloy Room is back. He's pretty affordable. Um, That forward for Portland is injured, ACL, I think. Was it Nijgoda?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, So a couple of kind of big player changes are going to happen this week too, but Nothing really else
0: than that. Yeah, and we saw Vela came back two weeks ago, but did not start in this last game. So that's, I know that was something a lot of people were looking at to see. I think I know somebody at least sent me the message of Are we back to always Captain Vela? And, and no, that answer was no, is no, and should still be no for this for this week. I'd say. Uh, yeah, I think you guys nail it. the The COVID impacts uh, it's it's just crazy. Uh, you, you don't know what's going to happen. It definitely has had impacts on fantasy teams, and I mean I. It it can be frustrating, and that's okay. Uh, I'm not going to boil it all down to to trivialize what's going on just because of the impact on fantasy. But, yeah, no, it it is an impact. It is something we've all had to consider uh, when we've, we've played. It's hit me as well. I was hoping for some better performances from guys. I am locked in a very tight battle for first place in the FC Cincinnati League. Um at the beginning of the season, I had those awful 70-point rounds that just kind of dogged me, and now I'm regretting that right now because I've had some strong 90-point rounds at the very end, but uh, I think I got 95 this week, and the guy who's in first place over me got 99. So it's just these little little bits. I had like a 93 one week, and he got 120. That was, that was when I lost first place, and I was like, ugh, crap. So uh, I'm locked in a pretty tight battle right there, and I was hoping for some better second games this week. I did not get that from a couple of my teams uh otherwise i think we've seen uh if you if you haven't been sleeping on nashville still for some reason i mean they had a great performance a great early clean sheet if you had those players i rolled with my nashville guys again and got some easy clean sheet points right there from the beginning we're still betting against vancouver still betting against cincinnati orlando is a team to look at i hope that comes up in this podcast uh they did they did very well um the the midfield is is kind of hard to pick with with Mueller and Nani and everything so there's there's some options there but there's a lot of affordability there in the field uh, DC is still a weird team that's very frustrating for me because they're not as bad as they were but they're still not good but uh, it's it's a team you have to watch out you can't bet against them that that's a a take I get and when I say bet against I don't necessarily mean they're not that they're gonna do amazing but you can't just be like oh I'm gonna get a clean sheet it's DC whatever that yeah, kind no, of thing they-
1: I think they've scored in five games running or in every game since they fired Ben Olsen. I mean, I think the rest of the fantasy community, I mean the rest of the league is kind of mourning the loss of Ben Olsen right now because DC is coming back and just, their team i'm not taking a clean sheet against them ever because i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna give one up right now
0: yeah uh that that portland la galaxy game i just have to mention was ridiculous the 5-2 i saw i can't even remember what the stat was it was like portland scored 11 goals against the galaxy i mean this year it's it's something ridiculous that that they've had these massive games against the galaxy but it's it's ridiculous how bad the galaxy have been as as well uh, otherwise it's just this massive double game week you can look through there. revolution had a massive game against dc again dc got three goals there four to three uh, we're looking at Carlos gill Gil heel back uh we've got lee went up there uh there's there's lots of of talent there with with new england uh really really good stuff and then colorado with it's going to be interesting to watch them this round uh they did have a a decent game against Seattle. Um, you know, there's a lot of mixed feelings about Colorado that I'm not going to get into on this show. Uh, I think I think Charlie said it very well on ETR from my point of view. But um, Colorado had had uh, fell to Minnesota and then just had a great game against Seattle. So that's that's an interesting one. I'm li- looking forward to hearing how you two talk about Colorado for this week, if you do at all. Uh, anything from chat? Before we move on, uh, yeah, Patrick mentioned COVID cancellations. Uh, Brian's talking about uh, Castellanos and Nuhu killed uh, killed my week. Everyone did better than me. Yeah, they had some good some good scores there for sure with Seattle uh, and Nuhu. Uh Ryan Anderson. Um, Mm, distracting myself. Oh, you didn't say anything. I thought you had some stuff there. Uh, Thomas, 113 points and 60th overall. That's amazing, Thomas. Uh, if yeah, anybody else has some good scores, let us know. I got 95. Did you guys do well this week, Blaine and Leanne? I had a 98. Oh, nice. nice. 99 here. So See, this is what happened to me. I'm like, 95, that's great. And then these guys pull, pull <laughs> these 98s, 99s. That's that's what I expect. That's what I expect from, you, from everybody here. Um, I am leading the Experts League, though. So, ha. I got I got my good head to heads there. Yeah, 101s, 106s, um, 95 for Patrick, so 96 for Brian. Fantastic scores. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I see uh, from a lot of people who listen to this podcast and every in this community. So you guys are doing doing fantastic. Let's move on to the housekeeping because there's a lot to say about the housekeeping. Um, end of the year fantasy podcast. Uh, the awards we're going to give out some awards in our next podcast as well you know we're going to do things like uh the, the fantasy defender of the year the mvp will do uh some of the stuff like worth the money since we've had some ridiculously priced players had some other suggestions thrown out to us in discord anybody who's listening tonight uh send me a message on twitter If you have some suggestions for the kind of awards that you want us to to hand out on the next podcast, uh, what I'll do is I'll make some polls, post them on Twitter to get the responses from people. Uh, We'll use that in consideration for how we decide. So uh, there may be some things that come out of of left field, but we want to get as much community feedback as we can for some awards. So send me your ideas and then I'll put those out and we'll hand out some fun stuff uh, next week. For sure. Uh, COVID spoons or something like that. I don't know. set of wooden spoons. We'll see what happens. Round 14. The final round of the MLS Fantasy season starts Wednesday, November 4th. That's after Election Day, so be sure to vote. Uh, at 7.30 p.m. with Orlando versus Columbus. A bunch of games. Uh, what? Six games that week. So I don't have my... Right here. Yes. Five games. Five games on Wednesday. And then we have another round of games on Sunday, November 8th. About half of them start at 3.30. And then the next half start at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So two chunks of games right there. This is a double game week, which is maybe not the first time we've had a double game week for the final. But the only one I can remember in the past several years. Sometimes we've had teams on buys, but... um, it's, it's a double game week for several teams this week, so keep an eye on that. Those double game week teams are Orlando, Columbus, Minnesota, Chicago, Nashville, Dallas, Portland, Colorado, LA Galaxy, and Seattle. And that is everybody who is playing on Wednesday is uh, playing a double. The double home teams are Orlando and Minnesota, and the double away team is Colorado. So interesting there. Uh, Teams on a bye? Nobody. Absolutely nobody is on a bye. Again, asterisk, COVID, we don't know what might happen with that. I'm also going to mention uh, the playoffs are coming. It's been changed to points per game, as we mentioned at the beginning. Kind of silly, but it's been changed and uh, there's uh, several teams who are have already made the playoffs some teams who are fighting for the playoffs but whose ranking in the playoffs could change based on this week so crossword over in the discord had an amazing post about this uh, i'm going to go through it real quick here i'll also post this screenshot on twitter for later but want to make sure this information gets out there so teams of the first round by the highest ranked team in each conference at the end of the regular season earns a first round by in the playoffs Philadelphia is fighting to retain the first place rank in the Eastern Conference this week. Toronto is second and is in the hunt for first place for Eastern Conference. So two very important games for those teams this week. Uh, Portland is fighting to retain the rank of first in the Western Conference. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, uh, last week I... Bookended, Blaine against some Seattle people. So this week we've got two sporting Kansas City people right here. So sporting is in second, being .01 points per game uh, behind, and so they are in the hunt for first in in the West. As is Seattle, which is .06 points per game behind and is in the hunt for first place in the Western Conference. So uh, Philly, Toronto, Portland, Sporting Kansas City, Seattle—big games for these players this week, which translates to fantasy, in my opinion you're probably not going to see a lot of rest necessarily because we're talking about first place. You, you get a buy in the tournament. So that's, that's huge. That rest then is, is probably more important. I would think is more important than the rest now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that depends on what you might end up playing. Uh, teams are the first round home game. Minnesota is currently fourth in the Western conference and they want to retain that, uh, that home game. LaFC can move into fourth, um, and take that home field away with a win and uh, and two losses or cancellations for Minnesota. So if LAFC wins and Minnesota gets two losses, then they would lose that spot. Dallas can also move into fourth place and take a home field with one win uh, or two wins or uh, two losses for Minnesota or cancellations and a loss for LAFC so kind of complicated that's why I'll post this this image there but uh, Minnesota LAFC and Dallas could potentially end up getting either keeping or getting home games after this round Uh, then there's also some supporter shield stuff that's mentioned I'm not going to go over there but basically it's Philly and Toronto are kind of fighting out for that so that's an interesting situation right there Uh, anything you guys want to add about rotations or the impact of MLS Cup on this final round
1: So the the Western Conference standings are something we're both kind of been up on. Um, Those top three teams are pretty fluid. If there's a loss, if there's drop points anywhere, anybody in the top three can leapfrog. But I looked it up today. Portland is playing four and 11. Four games in 11 days to finish this season out. They will finish on 23 games. Uh, Sporting has one more to finish on 21 games, and Seattle will finish with 22 games playing this double game week so I think there, I think for Portland there is a definite emphasis on getting that by um, because they are playing a lot of games down the stretch 4-11 um, and 11 is tough I think it'll be 5-18 and 18 if we go playoffs that next week that next weekend if they happen to drop points um, right now where we're sitting is if Sporting beats RSL and Portland or Seattle or Portland and Seattle both drop points in one of their games It just has to be one. Sporting would leapfrog into that bye round. So I expect Sporting to throw everything at this game. Um, Portland's the big question mark for me is what they're going to do rotation-wise because this is a lot of congestion. Um, I don't think Seattle's had it quite as bad, but they've still been playing a lot of games. So uh, I see both of those teams fighting for it, but I can see some tired legs for both of the Cascadia teams Mm -hmm. coming into this round. I think the Adlian.
2: Um, no, I think that, not really. I think that summed it up really well. The only thing I was thinking today, looking at the stand, uh, standings, was um, just watch uh, further down in the playoff list of playoff teams. Watch who has already clinched and who hasn't, because that's where you're going to maybe see teams resting or not resting uh, players. Um, it looks like that mm, the top eight spots in the Eastern Conference have clinched. Um, and then only the top six in the West. And so that seven, eight, that kind of spot right there where teams are really fighting for a playoff spot is where you're going to see them playing everybody. And and the teams that are, you know, fourth, fifth, those are the teams that are probably going to be resting players. Like Blaine said, the ones at the very top all have something to fight for still. So the the top teams are not going to be resting anybody but further down in the in the clinch teams you might take a look at maybe some guys being rested a little bit
0: yeah and the big impact really comes there with colorado uh with with what their results could be with la galaxy and vancouver potentially getting in which have been teams that we've been betting against all season so that would be kind of wild if they make it in. And then I think, if I'm remembering some of the conversation, yeah, up there, Montreal, Chicago, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Miami, kind of all in the fight for the final final spots there in in the East. So um, definitely some jockeying going around there. Those teams, it's also an important week, um, but we were just focusing on those top-tier teams right there. Yeah, very good to point out.
1: Yeah. The, the other thing to note, and I think now is a good time to talk about it, is um, Minnesota's game of sporting was canceled. This weekend, uh, Minnesota had two players test positive, and I haven't heard any updates on that since then. If those were the only two, um, but as we look ahead on the scheduling, that is a that is a team I think could have more cancellations this week coming into it. Um, if they don't finish out the season with a full slate of players, if they don't play their games, I don't know what MLS is going to do playoff-wise for that. I Colorado had them had it hit, and it was worse. But they they missed 31 days. I mean, it was 31 days between games. If Minnesota comes into something like that, I could see MLS just dropping them out of the playoffs completely, and it's just bad luck. So, sad. sorry for you. It's just the timing of it because MLS has stated there are no games after next Sunday. There is no regular season games. It's done. They're not going to schedule makeup, and I don't really think they can push the playoffs any farther. So – I'm gonna be watching what what comes out of Minnesota these first these next couple of days. I just I can see their midweek game getting canceled as a precaution to try to make sure they're playoff ready and and so that's gonna just change up the whole makeup for this double game week.
2: Yep. Doesn't uh, LAFC have a couple of Covids now too? That's they had a game canceled. Was it? It was LAFC, right? In San Jose. That yeah,
0: they, yeah, that was some points I was hoping for. I was hoping for. The, that's why I picked the LAFC players was for that San Jose game uh, last week. Uh, yeah, I think they did some quarantines with their with their players immediately too, um, from what I heard with that. But yeah, LAFC had a cancellation last week as well. Uh, we mentioned injury news. I think uh, Nesgoda was the biggest injury that came through there with that ACL. Uh, and so he is definitely out. I know that's been a big impact for the Timbers. Any other injuries that you all are aware of? The MLS injury page does have some updates. I wish they were timestamps. We can kind of get an idea if people had maybe healed up from an older injury that might not have been removed or to know when it actually came on. But that's that's the only one that I'm aware of. You mentioned Room had come back uh, for um columbus so so that's a good a good look a good shout um but i think uh, nesgoda was the biggest one um uh, we've got from thomas saying that osorio may return from tfc this weekend yeah that could be that could be some good reinforcements for them as well uh will blake will be out uh, oh will blake still be out with his broken hand oh um no, sorry. Thanks, thanks, Patrick. Yeah, uh, he there's a there's a few injuries at Philadelphia. Uh, Blake is one of them. I would think so. Um, I, I I don't know. I know this is a hugely important game for Philadelphia, but I don't know what a keeper can do with a broken hand. Uh, so I I would kind of imagine. No, he's hasn't he broken his hand? They broke a finger before, didn't he? I think he broke a finger before a year or two ago, so I don't remember how long he was out for that, but I, I think he will definitely be out. Um, I, that's just me me guessing, so um, we'll talk about goalkeepers in a second, and I'll let you know my thoughts about Philadelphia. All right, anything else? All right, that being said, let's move on into our round 14 player recommendations. Uh, this is it, the final round. Uh, we'll try to make this one a good one. So, keepers and defenders and clean sheet chances blaine who do you have
1: oh this round is rough um uh i don't see many clean sheet shout shouts this week um i think everybody's been kind of scoring and the defenses that are facing up against teams that we would usually bet against are not so strong um i always look to see who fc cincinnati is playing they're <laughs> their top scoring goals um I think they can score gold on Miami. Um, I just, I don't trust Miami this week. Uh, I like to go with double game week teams, but even then I don't see a whole lot. The teams that are there have the ability to score. Um, I don't mind Columbus players. I think I'm going to probably keep a room, do kind of the one hour keep a room with um room to willis i want to see how room's playing and how that game goes room's cheap enough that i'll do that but i like willis this week i think nashville can stop dallas um dallas and orlando are both teams that i that can put up goals but i just i like the way nashville's been playing lately i like the way that defense is working as a unit um so i'm willing to ride that willis is nine so that makes it tough i may skip the room thing altogether when i see the lineup but I think if you can watch those lineups Wednesday night, you could run an hour of room. You'll see about the first half. You'll get an idea for how much Orlando is pressing. If they're pressing hard, you go ahead and go with your, go with your other guy. If they look really good, then you may keep it because you do have the option to go with um, the Portland keeper or somebody later in the week, and you're fine. Because of that, I'm, I've been riding Romney the whole time um, when I've been looking at Nashville. And since I'm looking at Nashville again, I'm probably going to just stick with Romney. He's getting good points. Um, he's not Zimmerman, but he's not Zimmerman's price either. Um, I can't remember quite what the difference is on those two now. I think Romney's been catching up a little bit on price. Uh, nope, never mind. Uh, Romney's 8.5, Zimmerman's 13.
0: <laughs> so Zimmerman yeah. keeps going up too.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I would love to have Zimmerman in my team, but I'm not going to pay an extra $5 million for an extra half a point or to a point of uh, average, that's just not worth it. Um, And then I'm actually going a little bigger this week in the back. I normally don't do this, but Viafania has been hot for Portland. Uh, Lots of assists coming in the way they have been playing. I think that's a good splurge without clean sheet chances. And you never know what Colorado is gonna throw out and LASC has been kind of streaky. It depends on if Bella plays, but I'm looking at that Colorado game. That's one of the better chances for clean sheet and then I've got Tenderholm for the same reason. Um, he's That defense could slow down Chicago and keep Chicago off the board, but Tenderholm's been very active going forward. So I'm looking at my bonus points this week. I'm going to splurge a little bit, but I think these guys can go, can get forward and really get the job done.
0: Yeah, LAFC is an interesting one. Uh, you had mentioned something. Oh, yes. You had talked about uh, Dallas. So the stats are really weird this year um so take this what it is dallas is actually near the bottom of the pack for road scoring teams that being said they've had eight away games and six away goals uh that so that puts them near the bottom they score about once every 1.3 games on the road um they're better than nashville cincinnati and vancouver but there's been some absolutely massive road goals this year uh, with portland leading the charge but there's there's a little stat there for you with dallas leanne what do you think for keepers and defenders
2: um i have lack of confidence in uh clean sheets this week um i'll tell you what this whole year for me i this was the first year i really started looking a lot more at um statistics and you know what 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 makes a guy a higher scorer, and what you know aside from just goals and assists and things like that, and that kind of just fell by the wayside once we had the COVID break, and then when the teams came back and started playing again, it was like, well, nothing makes any sense. And <laughs> you know, you would you would you would think that you had something lined up that was going to be successful, and it would just it would it would be the total opposite. And so I've just kind of been um, flying by the seat of my pants all year. Um, but with keepers, um, I don't like to spend a lot of money on a goalkeeper, really. Um, and with these, uh, with the schedule, the way it is this week too, there's a couple of chances to see both games for somebody and then pick a second guy after you've seen both of somebody's scores. I right now I've got, um, (laughs) I'm not real confident about, uh, sporting at RSL, um, as a rule, um, so this is my only sporting player. But I, I've I've got Melia thrown in there right now, and then I've got uh, Eloy Room down there sitting on my bench, and I'm going to see what he does. Like and it. if I like what he does, then I won't have to won't have to play Tim Melia at all. But um, that's that's where I'm at right now. Um, I I was looking at Bill Hamid earlier today, just as a possibility to throw in there. Um, I don't know. I really don't trust a lot of I don't I don't trust anybody for a clean sheet, so I'm not really sure where I'm going to go. But that's where, that's where it's at right now. Um, I've been rolling uh, too with Romney for several weeks. Um, I accidentally rolled with Romney last week because the site went down when I was trying to make my team and I ended up being glad that I had him. But um, that was uh, so I may I may just stick with him. Um, I have uh, Ronald Matarita right now, um, and I've got, uh, I may do another week with uh, Zuparch from Portland. He did well for me uh, this week, and then on my bench, I kind of threw LGP down there just to see what he might do. Um, I might have him battle it out with one of those other guys um, if they've, if the schedule lines up right and see, see whose score I like better. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I looked at Donovan Pines a little bit, um, but wow, D.C. is just a total mystery to me. So I really don't know. Um, I really don't know if that would be a move I'd be brave enough to make. Montreal's been uh, having trouble scoring. I think is the reason why I looked at him.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. That's I uh, I thought about that as well with Hamid. Hamid is below six million. He's five point six, I think. Five point four, something like that. Uh, so definitely a value, but there is that risk that you mentioned. Yeah, um, Montreal can score. Uh, they've not well, been amazing.
2: They, they, they yeah can. they haven't they haven't been shut out much this year. I don't think up until the last couple of weeks, and now all of a sudden their goals have just dried up. So
0: <laughs> Tyler's has a comment says, "Don't fall for the pines trap, in. Don't <laughs> fall for the pines trap." Uh, no, I I definitely like your your thought of room to Malia. For me, I think. Uh, there are some awesome opportunities for Keeper ruse this week with the Saturday games being the 3.30 chunk and the 6.30 chunk with these double game weeks. I think the two, uh, the three, I think the three primary double game week keepers you're going to look at are Galise for Orlando, Room for Columbus, and then also Willis from Nashville. I think those are the three top keeper picks because um, Blaine, yours is actually scary for me. The, Galise, the the room Willis is is very scary. But if you go with either of those three players, you can preview their whole first double game week and you can preview their 3.30 game, which should end around 5.30-ish. And then you have your 6.30 games to pull your second player from if you want to do that keeper route. So You could go... I've just kind of thrown in a warm body right now i threw in uh Merrick with with Houston kind of betting against uh Colorado um but uh, you could definitely i wasn't really confident in LAFC um Malia would be a decent option there 7.4 i believe Malia is Fry is a good option i think he's 7 something maybe he's 8 now um but some good options right there those would probably be the ones i'd look at for that second round if you were doing a keeper look at Seattle look at Sporting Kansas City um I mentioned Blake before. My my worry about Blake is I think the Keeperu is is a fantastic option this week. So I think you you should consider a Keeperu if you can. Um I think there's some ways to save budgets especially with all the 4 million defenders that you can get out there uh, or or cheap. I mean you've got uh Sweat at at uh Miami who plays and is cheap. You've got um Bresson and Dallas who's only 6 million uh lgp is not to he's 6.1 as well so you've got a lot of cheap defenders you can get to help save some cash if you want to get a little bit extra money to the goalkeeper i don't like spending a lot of money at goalkeeper but i think this setup is ideal for keeper Roo this week and with blake only having potentially one game with the broken hand new england got some good goals last week carlos heel back lee Wynn back lots of these players um I guess I didn't get to talk about it. I shouted out Teal Bunbury in my fantasy article that I did when Skylar was out a couple of weeks ago. Maybe I got some comments. I didn't look back at that, but, but Teal Bunbury had like six shots in his first game during new England's double game week. And he's, he's been putting up some good numbers and some goals this week. So it was not from lack of trying uh, for Teal Bunbury. So there's definitely some potency with new England. And I just worry about something getting through at Philadelphia and, and if you're gonna go with him, I think you would have to be in a and it'd have to be then one of these other guys. So if you did Philadelphia, it would be like a Blake Fry, something like that, I would guess. But uh, you'd have to ignore those Wednesday games, and I don't like
1: that.
2: Is Bendik the backup in Philly? That's who that is, isn't it? If like, I... oh, I think it's Bendik yes.
1: now. Uh, yes, he is. And my Philadelphia fan, I think the direct quote is, "God Bendik is one of the worst goalkeepers in MLS." <laughs> that's I would, what i got from him
2: <laughs> i in was in the
1: middle of that game today yeah i was uh, working
2: today and uh i so i had to listen to the tv coverage of that game and so they were they did talk about i think on, on columbus's second goal they were talking about uh when he he knows he should have done better on that which is kind of code for he probably can't do better but that wasn't a very good piece of goalkeeping. So.
0: There's the update from Tyler, a fractured thumb for Blake. So yeah, I mean, maybe if it was one of the main digits, you could just bandage that thing up, but mm, that one's pretty important. Uh, so yeah, you, you probably.
1: Can't play goal, you can't play goal with the cast on or wrapped up. <laughs> You've got to be able to test the ball. And...
0: So, so yeah. Uh, as far as defenders actually go, uh, you guys have touched on a lot of them. Um, sweat is what I'm looking at. Tolo's is another one I'm looking at, uh, especially just kind of looking at Seattle against San Jose. Uh, betting against i would did i say vancouver but i don't trust la galaxy at all so that's just kind of a game that if you're looking for scrubs that's where i've looked for my my scrubs from vancouver and la galaxy vancouver actually is the only team i have there uh but taking seattle against uh san jose is uh is one you can look at for your defense uh dallas with bresson again some of those cheap players we've already mentioned lgp some options there um Look through my team right now. I have Zimmerman on my team. Uh, he's been—he's gotten, I think, three goals and one assist this week. That may make him one of the highest scoring players for Nashville. I didn't always put up a whole lot of goals. Sorry, that's—I didn't mean that to be a dig. But uh, Zimmerman is very good. Uh, and uh, I spent that thirteen point one million on him this week, but I could easily move that around. I'm kind of happy with what I have though, so I don't know if I need to to move that around. But I did go for some more budget there in the back definitely budget options um you mentioned lafc blaine and i think that's also uh, not a bad maybe going with Segura, who's just 8.8 um or even didn't did el mounir play last week let me check real quick because he's dirt cheap Uh, Yeah, El Nuneir has played for the past several weeks with LAFC. Got the clean sheet last week, and he's 4.6. So uh, there's another cheap defender right there to take a look at. Uh, Not a double game week player, so it's it's okay. Maybe be more of a switcheroo option for you, somebody who's on your bench. Uh, You're just hoping to see how he goes. Uh, Playing against Portland, both teams have something to play for, though. So in Portland, the best road-scoring team. Uh, 20 goals in... Uh, Portland, Portland, eight games, and they've gotten 20 goals for on the road. So I don't don't know about that LAFC pick. But uh, some cheap one right there would be a great boomer Bust player. Preview for that section. Let's move on. Anything else, chat, that you want us to talk about? Uh, Anything else you guys want to mention before we move on? No? All right. Excellent. Let's move on to midfielders. Leanne.
2: Um, my midfield, normally I, uh, pretty much every game week I have the inner struggle. Do I go Pozuelo or Ladero? Because I, <laughs> I never feel like I can justify having both of them and use up that much of my, uh, 125. Um, and so having said that, I don't have Ladero right now. Um, that might be a huge mistake and I'll probably chicken out and end up putting him in anyway in the end, but I do have Pazuelo, um. I've, Lewis Morgan is like a drug. I cannot quit him. <laughs> I will probably have him on my team every week until he's out of the league now.
0: So he's um, your, like, Blaine, he's your Zardes.
2: Yeah, he's my Zardes. Um, so I, I'm, I'm rolling with Morgan for right now. Uh, I, uh, I have uh, Jamiro Montero right now, and I also have, because I needed, I, I spend most of my money in the midfield, um, and my only cheap midfielder right now is Chris Mueller. Um, I saw though that he didn't play in one of in their last game, and I'm not sure why that is. Um, if he just was rested or if he was suspended or if he was hurt i didn't I didn't bother to look. um, but I do I do want to have uh, a little bit of Orlando in there somewhere. And so right now he's seven point six. I thought, well, I'll stick him on there and then I'll see what the deal is if he's if there's some reason why he didn't play last week. At least I think that was Mueller that didn't play. Um, but that's what I've got going right now.
0: I haven't heard of an injury for him. I assumed that was uh, just resting for the upcoming double game because they had a double last week as well, so just giving some rest for the double-double that was coming up. Um, he is not usually a, a 90-minute player anyway, so... So, we'll see with that one. Yeah, no, those, those are some great some great picks. Blaine, what about you?
1: Well, I'm on the other side of this. Oh. I've had Ladero and Pozuelo every every week for like the last month. And I actually dropped Pozuelo this week. I couldn't give up Ladero on the double game week. Uh, that's just that was too tempting. I know he's the price is there, but He's also playing L.A. and San Jose, which is great chance for two points or for a lot of points on those. That's two really good games. Um, I just, yeah, I couldn't pass up on them. I went ahead and grabbed Diego Valeri again, another great player, double double game week. You got kind of got to have both of them. Um, uh, I'm actually jumping on the Morgan bandwagon this week. I wanted the Pozuelo money back for that. Um, the game versus Cincinnati is just too tempting. Uh, Since he hasn't been keeping the clean sheets as much, I'd hope that the defense would hold out a little better this year than it has. And so I think this is, even if they don't score a ton of goals, I think this is a chance where you get a ton of shots going. Um, I am going to go ahead and pull the trigger, and I'm going to bring in Leal from Nashville. Um, He has got four goals and two assists in his last six. And at 8.1, playing the double game week against a Dallas team that can be streaky and their road form is not the greatest in Orlando, whose defense is hit or miss. Um, I'll take that chance. And then I just kind of stashed Fontana on the bench permanently. He's 6.1. When Philadelphia has a great game, he's usually getting some good points as a bench option. He's kind of been one of the safe ones. If my other bench options don't do well, he's usually pulling me five or six points, and I'll take that for the price. Um, It allows me to do a little bit more with the money in other places, but I'm always pairing him off against somebody who's got a little bit higher ceiling. I know Fontana's ceiling can be high, but I'm just seeing a lot of of middle-of-the-road scores from him, and I like those fives and sixes coming off the bench. It's It's safe. I'm never having to worry about choosing between a two and a three to come in that way i've always got that little bit better score to choose if one of my prime guys doesn't come in
0: uh i think you had that transposed leal is four assists two goals over the last six four games six? Yeah. okay i think you said yeah i think you said four goals two assists but it's four assists I thought he two had, goals i thought he had four goals and two assists i am, am I looking at his part? stats right now over six over six yes
1: Uh, Maybe I do have it backwards. He has scored and assisted. assisted,
0: Yeah, I'm backwards. Scored and or assisted in five of his last six games. So.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's just the numbers are there for the price. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Eight point one is his price, so definitely looking for a budget. Uh, midfielder he's a good option Mueller is a good option I think he's 7.6 if you're worried about that Uh, you guys have covered a lot of them I also did not go with Pozuelo, and that was because of the double game week but I can see how against New York uh, Red Bulls that would be a pretty tempting game right there they've not been as solid but uh, the double game week is what got that for me against LA who is horrible and against San Jose who is horrible that that just sounded like a fantastic opportunity for Ladero right there. Uh, I do have Chris Mueller right now, um, because I wanted to have that, uh, budget and I was saving some money there. So I did not have, um, Leo in my team, uh, against Columbus and against Nashville. We'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll make some changes there. I have Valeri on my team. I have Morgan as well. Like you, Leanne, I, I like Morgan a lot. Um, my conundrum this week at midfield is I currently have a Minnesota player. This is where I might get Leal worked in as if I see what's going to happen with Minnesota at 8, which gives me some time to potentially bring Leal in for the eight thirty game against Dallas. That's, and maybe I shake some other things up. But um, I'm trying to decide right now between Lod or uh, Reynoso because Lod's a little bit more expensive, and he's been on some better form lately, but I know that Reynoso is who most people tend to go to immediately. Um, He's 10.1 as well, so he's cheaper. Maybe that's why with that, but uh, that's been one of the bigger signings. So right now I have Lod on my team because of the form that he's been on and because um, I like their two home games against Chicago and against Dallas, so some good opportunities there. And I, I can't just not pick someone who's playing against Cincinnati, I guess. I understand. I know what's going on there. So Morgan, again, that's that's why I was looking at that. Uh, some other names I've seen people dropping. Let's see here. Uh, Molino. That's, that's another one. I I think I like... Molino's definitely cheaper at 8.9. So if you want to have some Minnesota coverage on the budget, yeah, I think Molino is is the option. But I think Lod or uh, Reynoso are the better Picks from there. Uh, let's see here, Madron for the bench. Yeah, the other one I was going to mention is I looked at some Philadelphia players as well. But for me, the double game week is is a really overshadowing some of what the single game players may have for this round because we have a lot of quality players in this double game week bunch. So, so with that being the option, I think I saw at least one team on Discord uh that had price in it from Colorado uh, i i don't know he's he's their best scoring midfielder but uh two away games one at portland one at houston i i don't know i'm not really feeling colorado as a team to lean on this week i know they have a lot on the line they're trying to justify themselves being there even though they've not even played 20 games um but I don't know. I, I don't I don't think Colorado's a good option this week. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, um, maybe Shin Yashiki if you stash him on your bench. Um, I think Bassett prices himself out just a little bit given some of the other names on the list. Um, I just, I can't, I can't go for a team that's been a little streaky like this um yeah Bassett's 10.4 I just I can't I can't grab a 10.4 guy if I don't know what he's gonna do uh Shinishiki's a forward we could talk about him in a little bit but he seems to be the only guy I would I would take and you stash him on the bench because he scored the goals this last week um I would expect him to be the the kind of the key guy going forward on this week but yeah no um no Colorado for me some other names I'll at least throw out there. Uh, zelarion back at 90 minutes for
0: Columbus last week. I think that Zardes play as well, Blaine, in the last... Uh, Zardes played the second game. Yes. Uh, so Zardes and Zelarion back is good for Columbus. Uh, on the road to Orlando and then home to Atlanta. You'd probably be banking more in that Atlanta game because Orlando's been kind of tough. Uh, but a Zelarion pick, I could, I could easily see someone going with... I, you could I imagine Santos will still play if you wanted to go with Santos you could but with Zelarion I mean last week he had uh, a couple of crosses four key passes I mean he's he's the one you're gonna want if if he's playing and you want that and again mentioned uh, Carlos heal um, I believe he he was training a couple weeks ago I did not check to see if he played last week uh, I'll do that right now and which player heal. Uh, Carles heal Uh yes, yes he plays seventy minutes, so he, he may play against Philadelphia, but again, that's just a single game and I think there's some better double game week options this week. But um you could definitely look at, at him or Montiero or Aronson or somebody lo- along those lines if you were looking for uh I mean maybe even going with a Quintero or or Rodriguez if you want to go with Memo to bet against Colorado with um, that. So
1: another uh another two guys that I toyed with last week and I ended up picking the wrong one of on the set um portland's actually had a lot of interesting options behind valeri um chara has been on my radar a little bit he had four assists versus galaxy and then he backed that up with a goal against vancouver um he he flittered across my radar last week i i went with diego chara because of the better average i was kind of looking for an average guy on the bench And yeah, I made the mistake there. Uh, The other guy is Eric Williamson for um, Portland as well. Um, He's got a couple of goals this year. He's hovering at that under 7 million mark. Um, He had a goal in the first game. He's a guy that has scored a few goals, seems to be getting involved a little bit better. Um, His average is pretty good. He's got some lower games, but I'm seeing in the last week he got a a six without a goal. He got an eight with a goal. He's got an... He's got an 8 with an assist and a 7 with an assist. He just seems to be involved in a lot. He plays a little bit deeper, but I'm I'm seeing good scores there. And at 6.9, he's a guy that I wish I would have had last week. He would have been better than a couple of the guys I had on my team. And both him and Yemi Chara have had some good runs with Portland. And I don't think you should be overlooking them, especially on the double game week. If you can't afford Valeri, these guys are cheaper. If you can't afford Valeri and you want to double up, these guys are quality players right now
0: right all right anything else from chat or uh, anybody else from you guys no all right well let's move on to forwards blaine
1: um Zardes is healthy so zardis is back um, <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah um uh, no uh, double game week um the orlando game i like i said earlier i'm not sold on orlando's defense i think this is one where he can do some do some damage um, and then the Atlanta game, I'm still not happy with the way Atlanta's playing, so uh, I will I will take the odds the odds here. If on is back, that can be very good for Zardes. Mm-hmm. Um He he did have a knee injury. That's what that's why he missed some times. He picked up a knee injury in training the day before the game, and so he missed a couple. Um, but yeah, no, he's back. Double game week. I think honestly one of the best double game week forward options you can get. Outside of maybe one of the Seattle guys, um,
0: I don't know about yeah. that. I don't um, know about that. I, I,
1: I'm doing the, I'm doing the Homer thing for my team, and I'm, I'm not going to pick the Seattle guys. I just can't do it this week. I can't root for them. I need Seattle to drop points, so there's no way. Um, so I'm actually going with Bunbury. Um, I think I talked about him a little bit last week. I didn't pick him up. I should have, but I didn't. some other forwards but Bunbury is just one of my all-time favorite players Um, I I don't feel right going through the whole season without having him on my team so I'm throwing him in there I'm going to start him against uh, Philadelphia without Blake I I can't do that to him for this season and then I've got uh, Hara from Dallas on the bench Um, I think they can do some damage against Minnesota Um, that's the team that I'm a little bit shaky on and he's 6.4 so not really worried about that i have the money to spend there but i had one other name that came across my radar first i think he would be a little bit of an interesting option and that's uh Rivas for uh dc he's been coming on strong and he's 4.1 so if you need a budget bench option um he's 4.1 he has not been starting most games um, which is there, but he's got two two of his last three games. He's got a goal and both of those. Came off the bench, so he's a guy you could stash there and just see what happens. DC is home to Montreal. Uh, Montreal's defense has not been the greatest, so I would you could take a flyer on Rebus pretty safely and see what happens. Leanne, um, I'm
2: I'm not feeling the forwards too much this week um I have right now I've I am not as much of a homer as Blaine apparently because I've got Jordan (laughs) Horst on my front line um I Rui Diaz is you know it's it's one or the other I'll probably have one of those two and then um I'm only I'm only starting two forwards at this moment and the other one I'm going cheap um, I have it on Tati Castellanos right now because he's hot. But I've got a couple of other guys that I have kind of stashed away in the notes at the bottom, um, which if we talk about bench people, I, I, I don't – It's it's Tati or one of these other two guys, but I'm kind of going one expensive forward and one cheaper one. For right now, I don't see a ton of – things leaping off the screen at me with the forwards so that's that's where i have it at the moment i'm kind of relying more on the midfield for points this week it looks like
0: yeah i'm with you leanne i i'm not huge on the forwards uh but as longtime listeners of the show know i'm a huge fan of midfield uh looking at the the Jara shout out i know I, i don't know if tyler was hoping to keep that one uh, secret or not, blame, but the Jara shout out uh, two goals in his last two games, uh, so that's a little bit of a streak. But as I said before, uh, Dallas has one of the poorest away goal-scoring records, even though it's six goals in eight games, so not I guess horrible for the numbers there. But there have been many teams that have scored more, and both Nashville and Minnesota are top ten home defenses. So uh, I, I think that's what's playing against. Uh, a jara pick this week now my comment for who i think is one of the better forward options the counter to that has already been mentioned in chat and, and i think think uh dK is with Orlando is one of the the better options for for forward uh he's got several goals let's see i think i have that loaded up right here no that's that's jara uh let me get dK he has scored. In his last three games, at least, uh, there we go, three goals and one assist in his last three games against Inter-Miami, Atlanta, and Montreal. Yes, some easier teams. That's what was pointed out in, in chat is that uh, Orlando is going up against two tougher defenses in in this round. And, yes, that is is the risk against uh, Columbus and against Nashville. Uh, but I think that makes him a great bench option. But at 8.3, very affordable forward right there. Yes, he is playing against two really good defenses um columbus looking at the numbers let's see here away chance to concede columbus is a top 10 defense and nashville is a top two defense so again i think he's a bench player for for what you have but i think he's got some good i think orlando is good at scoring and that they will have options during these games and i think that he will be uh given his shots as well um, with those there, but my primary forward this week uh, is is Higuain. I know it's a single game, but he's playing against Cincinnati, so that's it's kind of what I'm betting on <laughs> right there <laughs> with with that one. So, but uh, I was just looking at those two, like like Leanne was saying, I like the midfield. That's where I've sunk a lot of my my points into. Um, you guys have already mentioned though some of the the options uh, Tati and Jara I think are some some good ones there I saw over here in chat acanola um, Kai Kamara and Morris uh, I think if you're gonna go with Morris that makes me wonder if you're going if you're not gonna have Ladero I think it's kind of hard to have both of those guys because that's almost 30 million I think I think Morris is 11 maybe he's only 10 uh, Ladero' is 14 so I mean, you're close to at least like 25 million. There, if not if not 30. So, um, I know I feel like Ladero is the better option there, but I'm, I'm biased to midfielders. Um, took both Ladero and Moore's budgeting everywhere else. And see, that's Thomas's comment in chat. Said he took them both and he's going to budget every place else. And you probably can this week if you're looking at, at uh, Mueller as an option. If you're looking at um, uh, some of the budget defenders that we've already had. If you're looking at Leal as some of the options there, I, I think you definitely could do that. That's what I've loved about this fixed budget is at times right now, I mean Zimmerman's a 13 million defender, almost as much as Ladera. We're having to decide not just are these guys good, are they going to get me points, but is it worth it for the points they're even going to get me? And and I've loved it. I've loved it so much this year with this fixed fixed budget it's it's i think has increased the strategic element of the game as players i think have been pretty well reflected in the actual value they have for their teams uh, at least with the the metrics that are there uh but before i go down too much of that anybody else for uh forwards that we've missed chat before we move on blaine you mentioned zardes there we go check mark there Mm -hmm. uh I think that covers about it. I now say this for a second. Okay, before we move on to captains, let's do our bench options real quick. Blaine. Um, Picolet. Yeah, sorry, for another forward.
1: Yeah, I still I, I talked about Fontana as just a six point one option. I think he's really good. Um, other guy is Rebus from DC. I mean, four point one, definitely a guy you're going to keep there. And then a final guy that I'm keeping my eye on him for the starting spot. Um, Mostly I want to see the lineups, but Mukhtar from uh, Nashville has got a green dot. Finally, he's been injured for a couple of games, but he seemed to be one of the go-to players before his injury. Um, He's a guy that if he's back and healthy, I really, I really like him. He's had two goals in 45 minutes. Vers Houston, and then I think he got pulled because of an injury and has missed since then. Um, If he's back and healthy, he's a guy I'm definitely tempted to stash on my bench for either one of these last two games. I think these are games where they can do something. Um, Could possibly replace Leo, but he would would definitely be a bench option coming back from injury because I don't know what he's going to do, but somebody with a huge upside that I could see getting a lot of points here if he gets to play. Leanne.
2: Um, A lot of the notes that I made for this uh, section are um, players that we've mentioned kind of going through it. Um, I too looked at um, Andre Shinyashiki as strictly a bench option. Um, There's no way to know what Colorado's going to do. You know, I I think we would all have just bypassed that entirely if they hadn't played well against Seattle. For sure. Um, You know, having not having played for a month and everything, but he had he put up some pretty good scores. So I have him as a possible bench option. Um, Daryl DK also looking at that. Um, those are probably the two guys if I don't go with Tati that I might roll with one of those two guys too. Um also the situation in Portland, boy, I don't know. Mora is I think they're only healthy forward right now. Um that's what I was that's what I was hearing today on the Discord chat, and um, he's seven point something, I think, but I don't think I'd be brave enough uh, to start him, but I might roll with somebody like that on my bench. Uh, Jimmy Chara also, um, I think is a good, isn't he Isn't he in the sevens still too, Blaine? He's not that expensive, I don't uh, think.
1: No, he's he's 9.9 after the week.
2: Oh, he's gone up a little bit then, okay. Um, he's uh, four assists this week, you can't really ignore that. Um, and also, I maybe for a flyer, uh, for a midfielder that's less expensive than some of these other guys we're throwing out there. Pizarro, just again because of sorry, sorry, read the Cincinnati factor.
0: I, I get it.
2: <laughs> yeah, th- those are those are the notes that I made. Um, mostly just looking at um, guys that you don't have to spend a lot on. Just throw them down there and see what they do. Um, that's pretty much everybody. I. I made a little bit of a note about both Dallas and SKC. Just those are the bench is the only place I'd probably have one of those guys from either of those two teams right now. They've had some players on each of those two teams putting up some nice points. Um, But again, I don't ever really know what to expect from any of their players, whether they're going to go out there and, you know, give me a one or if they're going to, you know, throw up a goal. So in SKC, I just don't trust in salt lake city otherwise i'd roll with one of their players probably too because they're going to be fighting for that top spot and they're really going to want that win but i historically rsl's not a great away opponent for sporting so don't have any of those guys right now
0: that's interesting because i was thinking the sporting kansas city midfielders could be a good a good option because rsl has been um not not a a strong home defense they're they're in sort of the bottom 10 with with home defenses and and sporting has done fairly well at scoring on the road so i saw their players Mm -hmm. as more of some bench ones
1: i couldn't justify him for the price and that's why i didn't bring him in but i actually like Toledo this week i just think there's better options around the price point he got a nine in the last game with only an assist he got two points per minute and he picked up Four bonus points, and I know Reed and I have gone back and forth on this. Uh, (laughs) Polito being a playmaker, he hasn't he hasn't put up the bonus points this year. I'll give Reed that. Thank you. But the way he plays, it has the potential for a lot of bonus points. Um, The way RSL plays, I haven't watched RSL enough. I don't know if it's going to be one of those, but I can see this being another game where Polito could put up three, four bonus points again. You pair that with an assist or a goal, you're looking at a ten-point week. Um, a nine without a goal from the forward is a huge week. And I I can see that being there. I just can't justify it at the price point. Um, you never know. I, I get the idea that Beckerman's going to try to end his career with a red card. I don't know when he's going to retire, but I see him just – if it's going to be his last game, I see him walking off the field under a red card and – if the, I mean he could be looking at retirement at any point. I can see this game getting absolutely brutal. I don't want any part of that, fantasy wise, because you never know who's going to react badly or who's going to get injured or what's going to happen. But I can see this one just really heating up, and that's why I'm not doing it. But if you want, if you want to take a flyer, Toledo probably my favorite from Kansas City, given the bonus point potential here and the way the two teams are shaping up but no i'm i'm avoiding it but that's my two cents on the sporting side
0: yeah i mentioned most of mine already Uh, i think bresson's a good bench option as a defender because they're both away games uh but he's he's still fairly cheap uh i think dk like i said is a good bench option i was looking at some of the sporting midfielders as bench options Uh, i mean i can i can appreciate blaine's uh explanation for Polito and a forward who gets bonus points is a very valuable fantasy forward. I, I will never disagree with that. He has just been horrible for me when I played him. So, um, but, but no, I can respect that, uh, conversation there about, about him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Minnesota as any bench options. I don't know how appealing they are if they only get one game. Uh, so I, I would be more of the opinion if you don't have, if Minnesota cancels a first game, that you just go with, with somebody else uh, as as that option. You you could put you could try your keeperu with the Hamid or somebody if you wanted to to sort of see some of those as as a bench player. Some of that could be interesting. Uh, Inter Miami, I think, uh, are good options for the bench if you want to have if if you have some worries. Um, I I feel strong enough about them playing against FC Cincinnati to have them in the field, but if you're Worried about only having one game instead of two, then you could put your single game week guys on the bench this week, um, or at least a defender. Like if you wanted to go with Sweat uh, or on your on your bench at four million, that's that's an easy option if you want to put a four million defender down there.
1: Uh, it's probably your last chance to get Rick Shea out of position as a. <laughs> that's as a good a point. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a good point. Next, next year he's going to be a midfielder with the way Miami's playing, and so uh, this year last <laughs> chance to get him as a seven-zero defender playing midfield. And against FC Cincinnati, there's a lot of cross mm-hmm. potential there. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's wrap this up with our captain picks, Leanne.
2: Uh, again, Lewis Morgan is a drug. I can't quit him. If I don't end up uh bringing in Ladero, it's going to be on Morgan. Um I know he's a single game week player, but I I have not ignored that this year, but um just I haven't paid as much attention to it as maybe I should have. I don't know. So right now it's on Morgan. It'll be on Ladero if I bring in Ladero.
0: I respect that. I respect that. I I understand the Cincinnati situation. Like I get it. I'm not as jaded or blinded by by my fandom that I'm not going to be like we suck at that and I will bet against us for fantasy so I get it. Blaine,
1: my head says put it on Ladero. That's where the smart money is this week for me. Double game week. Seattle San Jose or L.A. San Jose. That's just, that's huge. Um, a lot of point potential. My heart says put it on Zardes and Patrick yes. versus Atlanta. Like <laughs> I, I mean I'm I'm playing. I would be doing that for the second game. I really want to see them beat up on Atlanta to close the season. Um, I don't even know what the golden boot standings are for the year. Uh, I think Zardes is trailed off enough that he can't get it. But, I mean, I'm hoping for a golden boot saving performance this week from Zardes. And so I just made my mm-hmm. legs in one basket and just go with it. I've got nothing to lose on this at this point. Uh, for me, I see Chat
0: this is saying Ladero. And for me, it's also Ladero. I mean, that, that pairing of double game weeks of at... LA, Galaxy, and then home versus San Jose is is a good matchup that, that I like. I mean, both of those teams are not fantastic. I know things have shifted up in LA. The only, I swear to you, the only worry I have about LA is that information that came out saying Chicharito was not going to be starting or maybe not playing, but he's still going to be there. He's not getting traded. And I was like, ooh, LA without Chicharito has tended to be an LA that I liked, so crap but i still i still like la uh for san jose and I, or I like la for seattle and san jose for seattle and so that combination of a double game week just says uh, so much for me for ladero plus with uh, seattle still having a shot uh for uh, a first round buy, it's there's so much pressure so much need for these wins that i think that's going to be a huge motivator for them as well i
1: Tyler says Leal from Nashville is a sleeper. That's
2: Okay, he captained Kyoto last week, so let's not get <laughs> <laughs> We all remember how that one went for Tyler. Sorry, Tyler.
0: So here's what I'll say about that. If if you are Okay, there's two things I'm going to say about that. One, that's a bad captain pick. Two, if you are in a situation in, like, a head-to-head or in a league and you know that you're playing against a guy who's going to have Ladero and he's going to be captaining Ladero or she's going to be captaining Ladero, that that could be an interesting differential to put on there. I mean, Lille has done very well. Um, Orlando at home... Let's see here. Home chance to concede. Orlando is a top ten defense. I mean, they they've been doing pretty well this year. Orlando has done well. Uh, they've been scoring. They've been doing pretty decent on on clean sheets. So, I I don't know about that. And then I lost my my window. Sorry. Uh, and then for their second game being sorry, the first game is is home to to Dallas. Uh, Dallas on the road. Um, is also, let's see or two, four, six, eight, also a top 10 defense on the road. So, I mean, I don't know. We, we're talking about some of these forwards that are getting decent defenses. Um, Nashville's playing some decent defenses as well this week. So, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's why it just seems bad. L.A. and San Jose compared to Orlando and Dallas just seems like such a better double game week captain option. But... Could be a fun differential, and I am all about that more than anything else in fantasy. Is if it's fun, do it. That's that's what this game is for, and that's what I encourage. So, Tyler, if you do that, I expect you to brag about it in Twitter and chat or anything next week um, if he does better than Ladero. So... <laughs> he likes one that's a bad captain pick yes no that's one and two there you go all right uh chat send any final questions you have because we're going to wrap this thing up um uh, it's been great having you guys tonight this season has been uh, amazing to say the least uh amazingly crazy is what we have so um but we're going to be doing one more episode Next week is what's on the schedule. Uh it, it may shift, but but I'm planning for it to be next week. Get the round table on here. Talk about fantasy, send out our awards, uh, just kind of kick this thing off appropriately as then we reset everything for twenty twenty one. anything you guys have for plugs, Blaine.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna steal Patrick's line because I know Tyler liked or no, uh Jojo liked it. Uh gotta risk it for the biscuit. This is the final week. If you, haven't, if you haven't hit your goals, if you're fighting for them, a Leo captain pick maybe a little out there. But if you know everybody's going Ladero, do something different. Maybe it's Morgan. Maybe it's a forward you really like this week. Um, if you're trying to hit your goals, take take risks. Don't don't play it safe. Don't go with the crowd. Um, I think majority of people are going to have Ladero. Pick a different captain. Go with the differential. Um, if Fladero has a 12-point game and you get a hat trick from the forward, you come out ahead. I don't care what it is. It may not be the smart move, but you come out ahead. Um, if you lose a little bit of ground, I mean, what do you got to lose? I mean, if you're trying to get into the prizes, if you're trying to just hit your goal, top 200, top 500, top 1,000, whatever it is, go out, throw caution to the wind, um, go try to hit your goal. If you do it, you'll remember it forever. If you don't, well – you probably weren't getting it anyway. So what do you have to lose at this point? Go make a memory.
0: All right, Leanne.
2: Um, Not much. I uh, just want to um, give a little holler to the Discord chat, um, especially if we have any girl players out there. Uh, a lot of the time, it's just me and a bunch of dorks talking <laughs> about <it. laughs> And not a whole lot of girls over there. So if you uh, if you want to get your wife or your girlfriend involved or if you are a female player and you're not on the chat, um, go ahead and uh, join us over there so that some of those guys will stop calling me mom all the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Also, also um, just the kids over at American Soccer Analysis. I'm in a keeper league with a couple of those guys, and they um, are super helpful as far as helping you find uh stats and uh things that you need information that you want on your players so that's a great website um i know everybody everybody says that but it's uh it truly is a great uh resource
0: all right there we go yeah uh definitely check out the discord chat uh, mlsfantasyboss.com been a little quiet this year but that's just because uh baby rue and and COVID. i didn't have all my spreadsheets and charts everything's flowing like like usual but next year we'll like i said we'll get things reset have the primer come out we'll we'll get everything going as normal fingers crossed for for next year uh but yeah check out r slash fantasy mls if you're in one of the leagues by gosh please be sure you have followed the instructions and you have uh registered for uh be eligible for a prize uh, i've seen people who have been joining throughout this season the last few weeks joining in either the r fantasy mls or the mls fantasy boss official leagues those are all prize leagues that i have uh, we give out mls gift cards to the first second and third place player in those leagues we also have uh players who get prizes in the patreon league uh, but that's uh limited to only our Patreon supporters. So I have all your information, but if you have not signed the registration information to be eligible for a prize for the R slash Fantasy League or the MLS Fantasy Boss Official League, uh, please do do that. I've sent it out as a tweet. It's on page two of MLSFantasyBoss.com. And just the simple reason I do this is because if I can't contact you, then you can't win a prize. And I can't do that through the fantasy interface of reaching out to players so if i don't know your name or don't know your twitter handle or don't know your email i can't give you a prize and that's just i I just can't so this is how i ensure that i can contact people to let them know that they're eligible you still got to respond back to me and accept your prize because if you don't do that within a week i don't give it to you but uh please do register you still can i mean i don't i don't turn it off it's fine um and uh that's all i have thank you so much everybody for listening tonight uh, good luck so much on this final week for those of you who are trying to get your stretch goals or any goals that you have it's it's been a blast see you next week and once again good luck